You are listening to ComedySlamRadio.com. From our studios to the world, we bring you the finest in quality entertainment. So pop some popcorn, grab a smooch buddy, and settle in for another fine show. From ComedySlamRadio.com. You are live with the Let's Be Frank show here on Comedy Slam Radio. We are ready for another fine show. This week we have Bob Burr in the studio. How you doing, Bob? Hey, Dave. How you doing? It's good to be here. Thanks for having me. I no problem. It. Thank you for coming in. Um, we brought you. You know, I wanted to have you on the show because not only are you a comedian, but um, you also book shows. Yes. But I wanted to talk a little bit. How, how did you get started in comedy? Oh, boy. I started when I was a young child. I was probably about nine years old when I actually got into uh, doing magic. That's right. You and did magic first. I used to perform at my own birthdays and <laughs> <laughs> so saved my parents some money. And, um, and, and basically, I, I, was just, uh, I just wanted to be in entertainment. Um, my dad used to work for the railroad, and we used to get tickets to the circus every year. And that was my when I first wanted to entertain. I wanted to be a circus clown, but enjoy the circus <laughs> and run away. But uh, but we, you know, it, it it just grows on you, and you just uh, develop a, a just a. Then you start looking. Even at a young age, I was very intent at looking at comedians and how they performed and what they did and what made people laugh and. Um, and so I got a, a good training growing up just watching TV at the time. And when I grew up, you know, TV was in its infancy. So I saw, <laughs> I, you know, I saw Sid Caesar and, uh, you know, Milton Berle and uh, Ed Sullivan show and all the variety acts. And that's where the variety acts really, really attracted me, especially in the, you know, for the comedians and magicians and the jugglers. So as I grew up, I started teaching myself how to juggle. I started teaching myself how to do magic and... So it was, a, it was an interesting way of uh, training myself to, to the point. And you don't realize as a child that all these things that you're doing is helping you to, the, to your ultimate goal. Is Become the man. You be. you didn't yeah. Want, yeah, and you didn't realize what you were doing, but you enjoyed it so much that you just continued to do it. And everything, anything that happens, you just soaked in at that time. So right. It was, yeah. And it was an who were way. some of the actual comedians? Because it's, it's funny, now when you see a comedian on TV... It doesn't have the same uh, effect as it did when you were a kid because, you know, you go back into the early days of the 70s and the 80s when comedy really started taking off, getting yep. on Carson exactly. catapulted you. Yes. Now you're just another guest on a comedy show. So it's, I mean, it's still great when you get on Leno and all those exactly. other shows. That's still a, a place that people start their their careers with. So they're still comics are still trying to get on those yeah. shows. Yeah, it's just not the same launching pad as it used to be. No. Nowadays, you got to use the internet. You got to do everything to get yourself out there. Oh, exactly. It's 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 a hard business to begin with. I don't mm -hmm. know anybody that would want to come into this business and. Um, and think they're going to survive, especially you have to be single. You can't, be, yeah. <laughs> you can't start this married because I've seen many, many comics that, that, that were good comics, but because they had a family and they're away from home and so it just doesn't work. You know? Right. So. Or they make the decision after a while that they're going to come off the road. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we got a couple of great comics in the area. Oh, yeah. Uh, this area is, is full with, with great comics. We and they work just like comics. that, where they did a little bit of full-time road work and said, you know, like Chris Gorgeous. Right. He did some full-time full road work for like a year, year and a half yeah. and said, I must be out of my mind. 
He yeah. got himself a beautiful regular job, a nice family, and he does comedy shows whenever he wants, which is, yeah. you know, a few times a month he gets out there, and yeah. plus he has his show here on Comedy Slam. But Exactly. Chris is such a great guy, too, and he's a very funny comic. Yeah. And I, he was probably one of the first comics I met when I got into the area, and when I when I started at, at the... At Snappers, where I'm working now, all right. He was the one that um, that the, I didn't know him, and uh, I convinced the owners, "Yeah, let me put on a show just for me." You know, yeah. he says, "Well, do you need an opening act." I said, "Yeah, you can call somebody." And Chris was the one. I don't know how hard it is to follow someone like Chris Gorgeous. <laughs> so, that was the first and only time I ever followed Chris Gorgeous. Well, I'm sure <laughs> so now it's I'll even open harder. for Chris, but, I, but I won't follow him. There you go. Yeah. Well, I know after, you know, I've, I've seen him do some of his, uh, the hooligans, the charming hooligans, and yeah. he's got a lot of energy on stage. And he, oh, he gets, God, there's no turning off his energy. Yeah, yeah. Which, which is why you'd rather open than follow oh, him. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> Even now when we, we, we bring him on to to, uh, to our shows that we produce at Snappers, and, and I have to worry where I put him in the, in the lineup because I can't <laughs> put him in any place, you know. Yeah. So he's almost destined to be a headliner and closer. <laughs> no one can follow his energy. There so you go. It's, it's, it's really interesting, yeah. Um, so I know we want to talk a little bit about Snappers, but when you haven't gotten into yet when you made, started to make your transition from magic to comedy. And, and what was that like for you? Well, actually, it wasn't until later on in life that I actually, well, being a, I, I, did, I told myself I, I wasn't going to be the straight uh, magician who comes out and, and, and goes to music and does the thing. So I immediately went into, once, once I started to get paid for what I was doing, and every magician starts out, you know, doing birthday parties. And that's the, yeah. you can make a lot of money doing birthday parties, by the way. But if it's something you want to do all your time, um, sometimes. So I, I, I give a lot of credit to a lot of magicians who are still out there doing birthday parties. That's great. But it got to a point where I got to, uh, I was about 30 years old, and um, I actually gave up magic and entertaining for a long time. You know, I was married and then going to the service and all that good stuff. And then I got back to it about my, it was when I was about 30, and um, started to, entertainers were saying, well, you know, you're really doing good. You should continue it up. And that's a big factor in the business. You need people around you that are going to encourage you and tell you that you're doing good. And yeah, you can actually get pay for what you're doing <laughs> wow so yeah so that worked out well and then you and you're going to comedy clubs and stuff but it wasn't until um 1990s or so that i actually made the transition um from doing um magic straight magic to doing stand-up and uh, uh my first stand-up uh comedy um job or not it was actually a guest spot um, was in a club in, um, in uh, Westport, Connecticut called the Treehouse Comedy Club. And Brad Axelrod was the, um, the owner and manager at that time and the booker. And um, as things would go uh, 180 degrees, I'm now calling Brad now to, uh, to book comics that he works with. <laughs> so <laughs> we have a different relationship where I, there you I, go. I didn't work for, for him for any money, but now we... Uh, we have a very professional relationship because now I can turn to him and book comics down to the art club. That's great, and he does remember me being there. So, um, so it was. It's it's kind of fun, but um, yeah, my 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 the time I really turned over to um, to being a, what I consider a, you know half magician, half uh, or comedy magician in, in comedy clubs was when I was in Syracuse, and it was around two thousand, year two thousand, when I moved into Syracuse and. Uh, 
uh, went into a club owned by Joe DeLion in Syracuse called the View Debris Comedy Magic Club. And, um, and that's when he was my mentor, and I still credit him for helping me into the, get into the business. I still do a lot of magic in my act, but I'm still, I do a, a good part of stand-up in my act as well. And, Great. Uh, it works out well. It really does. And that's I have good. fun, and the audience has fun. Because it's hard to sell magic to an audience you know, yes. for, for half hour. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Unless you combine it with, you know, the amazing Jonathan. I love him. He's, he's fantastic. But there are a lot of people in the business that do a great job in combining comedy and magic and making it a full uh, full evening of entertainment. Yeah. yeah, Get all that audience interaction, participation, yeah. kind of more of the socializing. The comedy gets you to socialize with the audience as right. opposed to them sitting back quietly listening and the big awe after they see yeah. the trick. I'm not sure if too many of the, the comedy magicians have gotten away from being uh, categorized as a novelty act because of the magic involved. Right. And I kind of I caution a lot of the, the, the true comedians out there who want to put different novelty type things into their act that if they do that, they may be categorized as a novelty act. <laughs> but you could be the next Carrot Top, so good you luck to you. You could be the next Carrot Top who's done very well for himself. Yes. Just Vegas. just avoid the plastic surgery and that steroid needle. Oh, my God. I know. He's changed <laughs> quite a bit. <laughs> yes. But he's still funny. He is still very funny. Yeah. He's still very funny. Let's transition a little bit into, because you do a lot of booking now. And you I still, do. And I, and, I, and I like that. Yeah, and, and you still perform, but it's mainly at Snappers now. And I know you, you said you have some other gigs coming up. Yeah, I so have you, some venues coming up, yeah. At Snappers, what type of people are you... I mean, I'm familiar because I see the advertising, but what kind of comics are you booking now for your headliners and your features? Where do you find them? Well, actually, once I... Once they figured out I was booking it, I don't really have to search too much because they're all calling me now. And, That's great. Uh, and my mentor, Joe DeLion, mentioned, you know, you don't realize how powerful you are right now <laughs> in the business. Because you can say, yeah, and I'm still, I don't think I'll ever go to my head because I'm still, uh, I, I still, you know, try to be a nice guy about right. everything. So, but I do apologize for everybody that's trying to contact me and I don't return their calls because I, now I know what I went through when I started calling bookers <laughs> and I never got a call back. I totally understand that now because we get so, I get so many calls and emails and, and just be assured that I keep every email and every information I get on calls and you're on my records and it's just a case because I love to like putting shows together right so you to make a good show you have to put the right people into that show so. but but you get a lot of emails and probably contacts from people right here in the tampa bay area and that's yes. their only contact with you right yeah basically yeah and that's probably like the first mistake not that contacting you is bad but why not show up at the club? No, uh, showing up at the club is great because we, we treat all up-and-coming comedians, even if you're an open micer, I'll give you a shot to uh, come into the club. And I mean, I'll put you on stage right away because that, that takes a little while for me to get to know you and get to know what you're doing because uh, it's, a, it's a big transition from being an open micer into going into a show that actually has paying customers seated in there because they're, they're expecting a certain quality of show and you don't want to bring an open mic show into right. a, a professional show and and that's just a respect also to the other performers in the show who are doing it right um, but it's not to say that an open micer can't get on it's no. to say that no. come hang out enjoy the show talk to comedians get educated yeah i mentioned that to you too when i first uh went to uh syracuse and, and entered the viva debris comedy magic club um i just walked in there and um i, I knew joe 
didn't know Joe personally, but I knew him of, because he used to mm -hmm. do magic. So I knew him, I respected him, I admired him, never thought our paths would ever cross. And eventually we became very good friends. He, uh, I did the marketing at his show, but for the first year he had me wouldn't put me on stage, even though he knew I was a performer and you know a decent one at that time doing magic. But I really wasn't what you would call a, a, a stand-up comedian at that time. Right. So he um, he you know, and that was the best education I could ever have being in a in a con. And I try to pass that on to a lot of the newcomers coming up. Go to your local comedy club, and I even offered that to a lot of the comedians. Come on the old comedy club, sit in the back, watch comedy for at least a year. Do open mics, do your own thing, but watch every single performer. That was the biggest training that I ever had in uh, in stand up comedy, and, and that's what what you know what I can judge a, a comedian right now because I've watched every a lot of performers up in the northeast, professional touring comedians coming through the club, mm -hmm. and they did their job, and I saw what they did, what they what what made people laugh, how their style was. And, um, you know, and, and then you get to talk to them and you get to right. see what they've done in the business, how they got to where they are. And they're real. Every comedian that I've met is willing to share experiences. And it just takes you to sit down and listen and take their advice because they've gone through all the things that mm -hmm. that the new up and coming comics are going to be going through. And, and you need to listen to them. Right. You're, you're not going to be a Dane Cook overnight. <laughs> and you need to actually, you know hone your craft it is a craft it's an art form and right you, and you can't go up and say i'm funny and and the 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 the, the one of the things that my mentor said joe delion said he said one time somebody asked him he says what makes a professional comedian and he said um you know there are a lot more funnier guys than me and joe's a very funny guy out uh at the workplace in your family and they can make everybody laugh but to be a professional comedian, you've got to be funny at 8 o'clock and 10 o'clock. <laughs> that was his definition. There you go. Of being a professional comedian. So, um, yeah. If you can make your friends laugh, that's good. But if you can make drunken strangers laugh, then it's, that's even better. There you right. go. And you have to do it at 8 o'clock and 10 o'clock. And 10 o'clock, right. You've you got to go. be able to do that 8 o'clock and 10 o'clock. Yeah. So I know, I know you're familiar with a lot of the comedians that are in the local area. You've had them on on. on the shows already, whether Friday nights and Saturday nights. Yeah, definitely. Who are some of the, let's say, up-and-comers, maybe from featuring and guest spots that, that you like in the area? Who are some of your favorites? One of the great examples, and I saw him just when he started out, um, is Chris Matson. Okay. Great, funny guy. Yeah, and, and when, I, when he first came to the open mics and stuff, and I first knew him, he was just doing open mics. Um, and he developed himself into the point that I have no problem putting him up as a feature act right now. And, and he's actually coming up in a, in a few weeks, I think. Or, right. Um, and um, he's one of, the, one, one of the guys in the area that, that, that took advice, did his homework, mm -hmm. went to all, all the open mics, honed his craft, and he and he has been doing it that long. He's probably been he's been raised up a little bit faster yeah. than most, but be, that's because of what he's doing. And, and one of the people that he's he had serious a, about what he's doing. Yeah, yeah and he had a great uh, first travel companion. Um, he was telling us uh, he called in when we did the Uncle Dow tribute. Right. The first person he went on the road with was Uncle Dow. Right. So that's a great person. I mean, unfortunately, Uncle Dow's not with us anymore. Yeah, but unfortunately, yeah. Who better to go on the road with and learn entertainment? 
comedy and everything from. I, I don't know if he was on a long tour or a short tour, but that's a golden opportunity right there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, and you mentioned something that's very important that I did. And when I first started, um, I got to the point where I, I got to know a lot of the comics and the headliners, and they would actually take me with them as a feature to open for them because they knew I did a certain thing and I got the audience warmed up. Right. Um, and, and I think that's a, that's a great feature just to start out as an MC and then get to a feature. If you want to, see, you have to stick with that for a while before you can even think about going to become a headliner. If you ever want to become a headliner, you can right. make a lot of money just being an MC. Uh, most of the comics coming up don't even want to be an MC. But latch on to somebody or get friends with some comics and they will take you on the road with them. Right. And the first words out of your mouth shouldn't be, what am I getting paid? (laughs) (laughs) Because I never thought about that when I was doing it. I was just having fun doing it. Right. And it was like a road trip and you were going with somebody you liked to be with and you just went with them and you had a great time. I have, most of the times, and I haven't made a lot of money doing comedy, um, but every time that I've been paid, it really wasn't by the club. And I've been in a right. bunch of the different clubs. It's the friends that you make at the club, at the open mics, or when you hang out. Right. You talk to other comedians, and they're booking these other rooms, smaller rooms. And it's three or four guys that do a show, and you make a couple right. of bucks, and you get that experience. And right. you can take those videos. When they, come, when they come on a Friday night and introduce themselves, they could say, Here's a link to a website of things that I've done. Or, right. You know, there's a lot of other ways to make a couple of bucks, do, tying charity shows, exactly. all sorts of stuff out there. Exactly. You don't have to just do open mics. I think we're going to go ahead because we're taking calls tonight. Oh, so great. So we're going to go ahead. And I think we've got our first call waiting. Who do we got on the air? Hello, caller. What's Steve Middle- Middleton? Steve Middleman? Middleman, sorry. All right. Well, hopefully we'll call back. I know he was in a. I know he was actually told me he was going to try to call yeah, in tonight. Yeah, let's try. So. You want to try calling back right now? Uh, yeah, you can try to call him back. All right. Uh, he, he said I just patched him through, and then he, he said he was going to hold. He wasn't on hold that long. Just a minute. Okay. Okay. So uh, hi there, Steve Middleman here. If you leave. A- yeah, I know he, he actually told me he was calling in, but he was going to be in a. He was actually going to be at a poker game. And he, wa- <laughs> he wanted to call in, but he thought he was going to have really crummy reception. But, uh, you know, the show is open to any na- nationally, if there's anybody listening, or any Tampa Bay comics that want to call in and ask Bob any questions, you're welcome to call in at 727-597-4022. We'd love to hear from you. Bob would love to hear from you. Exactly. Uh, we're going to go to our first break in about five minutes. So if you want to give us a call, great. Um, but until then... So we know how much you you enjoy Chris Matson. Is, yeah. is there's is, some others there that uh, who else you like or anybody that you have been having I'll, your I'll, eye on? Well, <laughs> well, I'll tell you that uh, um, one of the other good examples, um, and she started uh, very. I mean, she started. God, it must be about maybe a year ago or so. It was Candy Stripe. She's done yes. exceptionally well. But she, she loves the craft. She wants to do the craft. She actually um, hones her craft. Um, she listens. You know, she comes to me and she shows me some stuff. And then I tell her, yes, no, don't do this, do that. And she, she actually listens. And as a result, she's getting more and more bookings. And you'll get a lot of your bookings, as you said before, from other comics. Because mm-hmm. sometimes they can't do a job. And they'll recommend you because... 
You know yeah. that you're at their level or at least above their level, yeah. that they know you do a good job. So you have to be friends with a lot of the up-and-coming comics yeah. that you, you see. Alyssa Bissonette is one that I that I know, um, along with Chris Matson, is gonna gonna make a name for for themselves. Yeah, she's getting ready to head off to New York. I know, and I, I can't wish her the more luck in yeah. the world. She is she's a she's she she knows what she wants to do, and she's yeah. very funny. You know? Did you see her new website? Um, I haven't been there yet, but I promised her I would go there. Yeah, so, it, yeah. it looks really great. She put yeah. in a, a lot of work on it. It's a great looking website. Uh, it's got a beautiful woman all throughout. I mean, I don't know how much it. Well, that's how, a, that's just how much how much they're going to pay attention to what's written. <laughs> She's got so many beautiful. I know Nolan was what looking at her website before it was set up, and he right. was like, "Who's going to even read this stuff? She looks so beautiful when you when you look at her website." She's I gorgeous. said hot. <laughs> she's like hot. she's like half naked on there. There you go. I was like, yeah. I was like, what's the even point of writing text? She knows how to, she knows how to work the audience. That's all I can. Well, say. she's she's yeah. she worked it good. She walked out of here with a gig, right? She's yeah, we uh, we got her in the uh, the Ginger Show, the Ginger Comedy Show. Yeah, did you see it on Facebook? No, I oh, it's four uh, four redheaded comics. Okay, uh, it's uh, Sharon Nolan. Okay, uh, David Flick. Okay, uh, of course Alyssa. Yeah, so yeah, it's gonna be pretty awesome. You just said four, and you called off oh, three. Oh well, the other one's the MC. I didn't, I didn't know. I mean, well, anyway, hey, guess what? Steve Middleman's calling. Okay. Right. Hey, Steve, how you doing? Hey, good. Am I on? You are on live, baby. Okay, just want to say hi. How's it going? Uh, nice to hear you. Same here, man. You cried. We saw you tried to call him. I guess we got got you lost before, huh? What's that, man? You got lost. What are you, you calling from your poker game? I'm right at the poker game now, but they're going to shoot me if I stay on too long. I'm going to stay on <laughs> for a minute just to say hi. You and, making uh, any money? Uh, you have a lot of comics that listen to the show. You know, we're mainly comic listen to. It's because I do interviews with comedians and talk about getting on stage. So I think the overwhelming majority of the thousands of people that listen every night are comics, okay. or at least throughout the month. Hey, listen, I'm truly in the middle of the game and I got to go, but it, the, the link is myjokebookusa.com. That'll explain everything. If they have any questions, they could email me. And if you have that email, that I sent you. I do. Uh, it'll have all. It'll have all the information. You can read it if you don't mind. I can really do this next week, but it's myjokebookusa.com. It's very reasonable. You get twenty-five books. I mean, a hundred. Uh, wait, you get twenty-five books. Hey, I, I didn't and, actually explain that part yet. So, real quick, the website and the link that you're referring to is for comedians that are out there that don't have a lot of stuff to sell or merchandise at shows, it gives them the opportunity to submit, whether it's three to four pages of material, into your own joke book, along with... That's right. You, you get coupled up with, every, with everybody else. You get coupled right. up with, uh, like, uh, 20 other comics, and you got a book to sell. There you could be an opener, you could be a middle act, could be a headliner. For me, it's great because I have a CD, but now I have a new product. There you go. It's a great three idea. pages of jokes. It's yeah. unbelievably perfect. Great idea. You understand? Yeah. You understand what I mean? Yeah. It's, yeah, because people and make it a gives you, of And bucks. it gives you if you have a CD now, you got a CD and a book. You can you could uh, put those two together. It's just phenomenal. All right. You well, know? Yeah. Well, I mean, well, let's can we continue next week? But uh, everybody out there, myjokebookusa.com. Simple, very easy to order. There you go. I sold ten of them. My first gig. I sold ten of them. Bingo, just like that. I right. signed them, 
It's also a glorified business card. It's got your picture. You you can somebody can buy somebody else's book, read your stuff, like your stuff, and book you. It's like right. a walking, talking business card for all, all right. the comics. Well, go ahead and plug your website one more time. Then go <laughs> go ahead back to okay. your game. Let me hear. Thanks let, a lot. And let me know. MyJokeBookUSA.com. Very right. simple. Thank you very much. Hey, I want 10% of everything you win. <laughs> ah, well, That's like that the fee lost, for broadcasting everything. That means already. <laughs> All right. You Thank you. See you guys. All I right, gotta Steve. Go. Have a good one. Do it next week. All right. All right. So. It was Tim Murphy, the MC. okay? The one okay. The other redhead I forgot. All right. Oh, I you just, forgot. Uh, what? Yeah, so you forgot him. There no, you go, Tim. I, didn't, I want you to call in, Tim, if you're listening. You're the forgotten... Yell. Poster. I want you to yell at Nolan for forgetting that you were on the poster. I was simply saying, you know, headliner, feature. I was getting there, and then he called in, so I had to look at the screen. I was yeah. trying to conduct your show out, you know. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Too long of a pause. Sorry about that your day. Is, uh, that, but that is a great idea that uh, Steve Millman. Yeah, it is. Uh, I thought he was, if he was going to call in tonight, he was going to be because he had time to talk about it. So right. maybe we'll get a little bit more on that next week. We're going to go to our to our commercial break, and then we'll come back and very cool. We'll talk a little bit more. All right, Florida. In these uncertain economic times, are you worried about your job now, in the future? Well, now may be the perfect time to investigate a new career as a consignment first franchise owner. We are a Carolina company with a solid 25-year history of success. Be in business for yourself, but not by yourself. With 10 successful North and South Carolina locations and more to come, we are ready to expand into Florida at this time. For a no-obligation information packet, please send emails to dave at consignmentfirst.com. That's D-A-V-E at C-O-N-S-I-G-N-M-E. N-T-F-I-R-S-T dot com. Once again, that's Dave at consignmentfirst.com. If not now, when? All right, we are back with another little bit of a story from Bob. <laughs> <laughs> you got to stop chuckling, Bob. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So go ahead. Good thing. What, I, what I wanted to discuss, too, which is which has become more apparent as, uh, in the last few weeks or so, but... I wanted to talk to some of the up and coming comics who do want to come and, and do guest spots at at, All right. at at clubs, not not necessarily our club, but any club. And um, there is a, a a type of way, a procedure that you should go about doing it. First of all, as you said before, make yourself known to the club owners. Go to the clubs, you know, you know, and other comics can introduce you to the to the owners. I'm always getting people introducing them, their but friends sh- and stuff to me. I know showing up to the club is probably good. But you probably want to show up and have a certain manner about yourself. Exactly. You don't want to come yeah. in too strong like you think right. your poop don't stink. Right. Right. You want to be humble. So, I so, mean, be humble for the first year that you're a comic. Don't don't right. think you've got three hours worth of material and you're ready to go up on the right. stage right now because that's not going to be the case. Right. And when somebody asks you how much time do you have, if you have three Say to four three minutes. to five minutes. That's yeah. all. That's all you right. say. I got I got a really good, strong three to five minutes. And because that's all you're getting anyway when you really get That's your all you're going to get. I don't want, yeah, I don't want you to develop material on stage or... Right. That's <laughs> or, what the open mics are for. Or try out new material on stage. Yes. And uh, the mo- one of the most important things to remember is when you do go to a guest spot, 
on any club, especially one that's um, that has paying customers in there, which is right. normally any any club that's around here. Be sure that you're dressed properly. So, what, what do you consider? proper dress because well it depends we were talking about this before it depends yeah. on the era that you you grew up in comedy i grew mm -hmm. up in comedy uh watching comedians in fact the george carlin when he first started had a suit and tie and and everything on you know right. and he developed into into you know but he was funny enough he could dress any way he wanted right but but not at first he not at first you had to dues. you had to pay your dues and that's a big big factor because we it, i always tell comics if you leave in the house and you look like you're going to an open mic then go back and change because because <laughs> you really don't want to pick uh, ripped jeans and a T-shirt, right. uh, and you want to be clean. If it's jeans, that's fine, but be sure you have a collared shirt on at least. So you're talking a polo? Yeah. Cap. Yeah, I don't Nothing. want you to dress up in a tuxedo, but, you know, because I, I dress differently on stage than most of the other comics, but I, I, you don't have to follow my style, but neat, be neat and clean and have a collared shirt. And All right, so... Because that first time that you come up onto a stage as a guest spot in a club, that's your resume right there. That's, there you go. That's what – it's like going for your first job interview. That's going to be your first job interview. And if you don't make good that three minutes – and usually that's the time you have on stage, so it better be the best for three minutes you've got. Yeah. Um, and, um, and after you get your first laugh or a big laugh – don't try to get the second one because you're probably going to go over your three minutes. And that's another thing. You better keep to your time because a lot of club owners, I'm pretty lax on that, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. But but I let guys go over a little bit, but I'm going to get really more strict on that. But a lot of clubs, if you go over, if they say three minutes and you go over three minutes and five seconds, <laughs> you probably won't get back to the club again. And that's so true. It's because they time everything out. It's more like... Um a guest spot, although it's good for them to see new mm. comics, they already have people they're paying. It kind of gives them an opportunity to see you, you exposure. So, I mean, you got to put your best foot forward. Right. It's like you don't go up to pick up a beautiful woman with your worst line. You go up with your best line. With your best line. Be sure you have the best three to five minutes and work on that three to five minutes for at least six months. I Believe me. That's, that's you know, because mm -hmm. you're not going to have to change your material every week. Right. If you're going for guest spots, you're going to see a new audience every week. So make sure that you, because you've got to get that, that, that comfort in front of, on the mic, in front mm -hmm. of the stage, the lights, because every, most people don't realize what it's like going up. And I give everybody credit who goes up on stage for the first time. Mm -hmm. It is a, a death-defying experience because you have the lights, you have the, the people, you've got, uh, you have strangers that are drunk, and you're going to have to make them laugh, there you basically. Go. And possibly fend off any heckling. And fend off any heckling. But the problem is, if you're confident on stage, which, which what I'm telling you builds that confidence, mm -hmm. you'll be heckled less because when you command the stage, you know, people don't see you're frightened and so right. see you're scared, and, and they won't attack you. <laughs> so, so you'll be left with just a random, totally drunk trick from the trailer park who can't see anything else and right. she's just belligerent exactly but that's that's the heckler you're left with and normally the, the barkeep or whoever will remove them from the building when they start yeah we hopefully can, can control that but uh don't worry about hecklers in the beginning just worry about your material and how you look and how you present yourselves and yeah it's almost like a badge of honor to survive your first heckle yeah you know, or to have your first bomb, you're like, all oh, right, I bombed, and now yeah. I can pick up and dust off. There's plenty of good lines out there that you can use and, and pick up from joke books, and you know, and, and look, and that's the other thing you learn from watching comics. You mm -hmm. know, sitting in the back and watching comics. I, I tell everybody, just for the first year, do your your open mics, but go to comedy clubs and watch comics. I mean, right. 
you're getting a free course in Comics 101. You see what works, what doesn't work, what they do, how their mannerisms are, yeah. how, uh, you know. And, and I, I came up to Snappers about three weeks ago because I don't always have the Friday nights off. Right. But I came up and you had three great comics on. Right. And afterwards, I got the opportunity to hang out, talk to them all, find out some of the things they've done. So, I mean, it's it's priceless knowledge. It's a great it's a great And there are courses out there. There are comedy courses and there's some good ones out there, some not so good ones, but 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 believe me, if you go watch a com- a, a whole year at a comedy club. That's why a lot of the up and coming comics start working at comedy club because they they start busting tables or they start doing right. and then after a while, you know, after you're there a year, then they'll probably put you on stage if they think you can handle 2 to 3 minutes. Right. But that's how they learn. They see what what works, what doesn't work. They see the you know, and and it's a great, um, great education. And the comics will tell you free stuff, uh, there because you go. why go through what they went through when you know? So I just tell every comic, listen, because you know some of them say, ah, no, I know what I'm doing. Well, you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's kind. Of, I, I'm in sales, and it's the same in, in any job. It is it's comedy or anything it's any else. Job. If you ever think that. You already know everything there is to know. You've already just defeated yourself because there's never, whether it's comedy, singing, selling cars, there's always something new to learn. If you close yourself down to the possibility that you can't be helped, you're helpless. And I'll tell you what other important thing that I've learned. A lot of other comics will tell you the same thing. Surround yourself with people that that think you're terrible and you're shit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if you surround yourselves with all the people that you're friends that say you're funny and you're doing this right and you're doing that right, you'll be like uh, the first week on uh, America's Got Talent. And that's because <laughs> 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 they go up there and say, Yeah, I can sing. Yeah, my friends say I can sing. Well, no, you can't sing, you know. So just surround your people with people that encourage you, but will tell you, be honestly, tell you what is good about your act what is not good about your act and that you can you can make alterations and listen to them because especially the professional comics because they know what they're talking about they'll know there what you go. yeah they've been there yeah so you i know that you have an open invitation now and if people in Tampa didn't know there's an open invitation to stop by mainly on Friday nights you always have a table or two in the back for them to sit back watch a show yeah, so there, there's some people that stop by now, and some open micers that are there, but yeah. probably not as much as you'd like to see. No, I mean it, it's it's good that they, you know, and if we're conflicting with an open mic or another job they're going to, that's fine. But if you have nothing to do this particular night and you want to come to Snappers and sit and watch the comics, and and you know, not necessarily you're going to be put on stage because that's not necessarily the case because you gotta you gotta have a club uh, recognize you and know that you're right. there and know that you're interested because if you're not interested in the business, then you're not going to be doing your open mics right. all the time and you're not going to be going to clubs and hanging around with other comics and that type of stuff. All right. Now, we were talking a little bit, and this is kind of geared towards the people in the Tampa Bay and Florida area. Right. Uh, right now on Thursdays, you guys do some bookings, and you've allowed other people to book shows on Thursdays. Yeah. But you're actually inviting people to you know take advantage because there's a lot of people out there that do shows you know all throughout the different bars and yeah. everywhere. You know, yeah. halls. I, I've seen everywhere people are doing shows. But they can contact you and book Thursday night shows. Yeah, we usually um, have, you know, we have a great, great room um, at Snappers. And it's probably, I always say it's the best kept secret in the Tampa Bay area. Uh, There you go. um, And and every comic that comes through there, 
um, professional comic loves the room. They want to come back. And um, You've had some great big names there, too. Yeah, we've well, had some great names. But I'll, I'll tell you, we, we've there are some great comics out there, even our local comics, who are, are very funny. And, you know, your big names are the people that are on TV and, right. you know, and... And yeah, we may not see a lot of, or you may not recognize a lot of the names that we bring here, but there are professional touring comics that are, that yeah. are very, very funny. And, you know. Well, I saw just a couple of weeks ago, didn't you have Rich Voss down? Rich Voss was down. We have Michael Winslow here. He, um, doesn't he live over in Orlando, Michael uh, Winslow? Yes. And, uh, and there's always a thing with, with <laughs> I always got a kick out of this when I was in Syracuse. You know, some of the, some of the places wouldn't hire local comics. But you're only local to one area. Why would somebody else hire you? That's not <laughs> because right. you're not less funny if you're in the town and more funny when right. you're out of town. It's, it's <laughs> I always got a kick out of the, some of the comedy club owners say, oh, no, well, you're local. <laughs> you <know? laughs> so you're not as funny when you're local, but you can still get booked outside your town and be funny, I guess. There you go. <laughs> so. Well, it, you know, it, just as much as it's crazy for the comedians to try to get booked. Right. As a booker yourself, it's right. got to be crazy. You're so inundated with people that want to travel to you. Yeah. You know, because yeah. they're on the road and they're like, well, we're going to be in the area if you want us. Exactly. And I do like to know of any of the touring comics that are in the area because, right. you know, we're, most of the clubs don't pay exorbitant amount of fees because we, we can't. But um, but if you're, if you're touring through the area, we can, you know, the money that we do provide usually helps out because it gives you that extra gig to get to the next gig. and. So it works out. What's a, without maybe going too far into it, and uh, right. a local comic, not a guest spot, but let's say they, you know, they've earned themselves a feature spot. Yeah. What, what do you think, as a young comedian, they should expect to see monetarily, maybe not just with you, but nationwide? What do you think the average feature spot? What, what could someone expect? Twenty bucks, twenty-five bucks. What do you that think? That varies between um, city to city. It really does, in region to region. Um, um, you know, even uh, in this area, what do you what do you see happen? Because again, I've, most of my paid gigs have come from myself and others putting shows together. I mean, you could probably vary from getting uh, as a feature spot per show between twenty-five and fifty dollars a show for right. a feature. And that's pretty cool. I mean, and some the smaller clubs and stuff right. like that. Well, I mean, it's good because people don't yeah. know. And then when you have a young open mic, they get a guest spot, and they, they're going to awkwardly ask you, "Well, how much can I get for this if I feature?" And the information's at least out there now. That well, here again, as I go back to one of my points before, when I started out, I, I just enjoyed traveling with some of these guys so much and performing and entertaining and honing the craft. It wasn't until we were actually driving to the gig that it may say, oh, yeah, by the way, what am I actually getting for this? <laughs> because the, the money focus was not the first thing on my mind. And if right. you're coming into this business for money, you probably should look at another business because right. um, you're, you're not going to make a tremendous amount of money here. Well, and that was one of the other reasons why I wanted to put it out there because 25 to 50 bucks for a hobbyist or someone that's out there that has a job and they're doing comedy, it's understandable, but... Now that people know that, I mean, obviously people that listen may already know that they get 25 to 50, but there's a lot of open micers that listen that have never got paid anything. So to find out what it is, it kind of sets the tone on at least yeah. what they can expect one day, or maybe it's not an avenue they want to go down, how much hard work Actually, just to in? be put on a main show as a guest spot, in which we don't usually pay anybody for, 
but that that's payment alone because yes. you're getting exposure in front of a live audience. You're not performing in front of comics. Um, and and it, even a lot, it's funny. Even in the magic business, a lot of uh, I get I used to get a lot of people coming to me, or a lot of magicians coming to me and say, "Wow!" Or or, you, or they criticize other acts and they'll say, "Why are you Why are you doing that? Why are you doing that illusion? Or why are you doing that effect?" And and my answer to any of that stuff, and and my mentor Joe DeLine had the same reason. Well, I'm not performing for magicians and I'm not performing for comedians. I'm performing for the general public. And uh, the stuff that I do is is mainly geared for publics, not do f- geared for um, either magicians or for comedians. Yeah, everybody's supposed to be there to have a good time, and um, and you and, and and usually the businesses, the the peers in your business, kind of like to criticize each other. But a lot of times, when you find the criticisms are not from the guys that are actually performing and and working in their craft, it's usually from the guys who want to be performing and working in their craft. And right? They're, they're kind of upset that they're not working. So, um, you know, just be positive, be humble, and um, hone the craft. Do what you know. Listen to the to professionals because they're actually telling you what not what they went through, so you don't have to go through it. There you go. And that's that's some of the biggest advice I can give anybody out there. All right. So, yeah, I I want to talk a little bit more about the Thursday night. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, We've had uh, shows come to, I mean, groups of guys come to us and say we want to put on a show, and we're more than willing to do that. You know, uh, we'll provide you the space, you know, and uh, we'll do a door deal. Right. So so if you think you have a good show or a decent show that you would like to attract a whole bunch of your friends and relatives to, um, we can help you set that up and work that out. And I don't know of any better venue in this area um, that you could choose um, other than our club. I right. mean, we have a great club. We have great atmosphere in the club. We have a, a great staff. Um, that Very comic friendly. They are. We are so comic. In fact, that's the, one of the things that, and, and maybe because I'm in the business and I, and I know other comics, and, and we, we, that was the original goal of doing this is to make sure that, you know, the comics that come in, because I know how you can be treated out there. And, and um, it's totally, the, the comics that do travel around know that when they come to a club and they have a room and they have food and they have, you know, a pleasant atmosphere, we're not just there to sell liquor. Right. <laughs> right. And uh, and we actually treat them like human beings. Um, they're, they're appreciative of that. And that's right. why a lot of them come for less money than what they normally would get. Right. Um, and, and thank God we, you know, we, you know, they do, you know, there you go. And so, uh, we're very happy and they know they can get treated well here. And most comics, if you, especially you're going to be a road comic, you got to understand, you got to get to the, the venue, the venue. A lot of times is, unless you're a big comic, it's not going to pay for your airfare or your, or your gas or anything. You've got to be sure you get to the venue yourself. You're lucky if you get food. Most of the time you get 50% off, but we give actually our, our performers, uh, we, we feed them at the club. And um, you usually get a hotel room. but And that's what kills most of the comics is the transportation costs because they have to put that out themselves. Right. And so a lot of guys who have families, you know, and they get to the club and by the time they're finished with the gig, they realize all their money was spent on food and transportation and they made no money at the club and they traveled, you know, 500 miles. Yeah, that, that's a hard, <laughs> it's a hard, it's part of the hard life about being a road comic because there's times where you're living show to show right? and there's a lot of crummy jobs out there from what I understand. Not that I've experienced where you do a show, 
you don't get paid, you got no money to get home, and you get left in some. Bad I hate situations. to say there are some scrupulous uh, club managers out there. I haven't found any around here, but <laughs> but there are out there. Yeah, and um, and manager and bookers, I should say, and bookers right. also not only uh, club managers but bookers and. Uh, it, it's nice to find a club that treats you right, and you know, you know, when you when they give you a check, you'll be able to cash it, and the money's going to be there. You go. <laughs> Here's your bags of nickels and dimes. <laughs> That's right. I had one guy who said he was so frustrated with not getting paid from a comedy club. He walked in. This was up in the Northeast. He walked into the club one night, asked for his check, and he said no. And he says, "Well, I'm taking something." He took the coffee machine out of there, so <laughs> he left with he left with part of the comedy club because he didn't get paid. There you go. Hey, <laughs> you got to give him credit. You know, it's, it's a ballsy step. He knew he wasn't he wasn't going to go there anyway anymore. Right. Right. Well, he go wasn't going to work for them anymore. That's for sure. Yeah, so, so he wanted to get some get some, some money. Good ass coffee. <laughs> so that shit on eBay these days. Yeah. So you have a great show here, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah. You. You. Um, it's one of the better shows that. Uh, they're on the Comedy Slam radio. And well, I appreciate that. You really um, do. You have a lot of you, you. I don't know how you do it, but you get a lot of the the uh, the touring national touring comedians to call into your show, and that alone is a good um, you know training experience for some of the comics that are listening to the show. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, I had a there was somebody in here a couple of weeks ago who uh, they came up to me and they said, "Hey, can you get me a, a national touring comic for my show?" Right. And I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, you know, it takes me two and a half, three months sometimes to get, you know, a Bobby Slayton to call in or a Jackie Mason or. Right. And like this show, not that I, we have talked about you coming on the show before. Right. And we just happened to fit you in this week because this week was actually supposed to be Gallagher's week. Yeah. And unfortunately, Gallagher is sick. Health problems, yeah. Health. So I called Jeff and I said, "Let's get your show going." Hope he gets better too. Yeah, you yeah. Know, we, we want. He had a heart. He second heart attack. Yeah. It's funny, rough, funny guy. Funny guy, but it kind of goes to tell you the the life and the toll it can take on you if you don't have that good work balance between comedy and the you know the the, the life away from comedy. It's very hard on you. You have to treat it like a business, and you have to be professional, and you and it's not just a place that you can go and drink and party all the time because yeah. there's a lot of downtime in comedy, as as some of the comics will tell you when they're on the road. Yeah, um, and uh, one of the one of the best examples is someone who treats it like a business, and especially is uh, Derek Richards, which right. we've had here, and actually Mike McCarthy, who's coming this weekend to the club, works with Derek Richards. They have an Irish tour, and um, and Derek is probably one of the greatest, one of the best examples I can give you of a professional comic who treats his business like a business. And there are right. so, of so many others, you know, that, that do the same thing All right. and, that uh, are out there that we've had at the club. And you're going to have, you said Alyssa Bissonette's going to be there this weekend. She will be here Friday. Um, and I am so excited. This is going to be a great show. We have Nick Cantone is going to be our feature act. And, and Nick is the other one, one of the other reasons I didn't, I didn't mention. But he was, when I met him, he was already doing feature work. All right. But he is probably one of the strongest, fe- nicest guy in the world, just like mm-hmm. Melissa's nicest person in the world. And um, and we have Mike McCarthy this weekend, who's the uh, uh, comedy barbarian. Um, <laughs> and he will be here. And I've already been warned that we may, we're going to have to tell him, if he's listening, Mike, if, uh, the owners told me, if you break the mic, you own it. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a common thing for him, breaking the mics? Well, well, the last time he was at our club, he broke our two of our mics. So. <laughs> that is great. 
Actually, the last guest spot I did was with um, over at the Chase Bar. Okay. And I picked up the mic, and the whole bottom part just broke. And I was trying to hold it while I'm doing the show, and I'm like, oh, man, that's horrible. You, f- you feel like crap. And I know. You know what has in common with you? Alyssa was the first one with our new mics to do something with our mic. And she, we actually had to give her another mic when she was right <laughs> on stage. On stage. <laughs> That's horrible. The poor thing. I know. I felt bad for her. It happens. You know, it, it does happen. It, it, it does gives happen. you that good thick skin that That's you need right. in comedy. That's right. And you got to perform without a mic and without lights. I've done that before, too. There you go. So, yeah, we had to set up candles in front of the stage at one time. We did a show, and it was, uh, it was a snowstorm, and we got there. You don't want to tell them that you're old enough that you were doing comedy before electric, Bob. Yeah, no. But no, no, there was electric, but we, the electric just went out. There no. you go. <laughs> I'm not just, that old. We couldn't afford to pay for it that week. <laughs> Well, I think I'm going to come up this Friday because Alyssa was on the show last weekend, and I've seen her. Alyssa has a great open mic room now that she does once a month. She does, yes. I've heard that. I've been there for the last two. It's again tomorrow night. It's at Bowser's uh, over in Dunedin. Great little place. Yeah, That's tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it because I don't get out of work till 9, 30, 10 o'clock. But okay. if the show goes kind of late, depending on the amount of comedians. So I may drive there straight from work. Yeah. It's a great show. I mean, uh, the room's so good. Joe Riga, last time, on his lunch break, he gets an hour, d- drove over to the room to do a set to drive back to work. That's so funny. And it's a great place because although it's an open mic, it's filled with people that are there drinking. So there's exactly. always there's 30, 40 people in there that are drinking and yep. 20, 30 comics. It's got, I think last week there was almost, I'm sorry, last month there was almost 20 comics there. I know. She said the last time I spoke to her, she said she had a good response from the comics going yeah. out. And and she's she would be great to yeah to work a show. And that's, yeah, that's good she, she's got it. By doing that, she's also getting her own MC chops built up because she exactly. MCs the shows. Exactly. Which is going to help one in local clubs here. But when she gets up to New York, she... Has that on her resume that she's MC exactly. shows and everything. Exactly. But uh, I definitely want to come up because I've only seen her at open mics. Oh, you got to see her at a regular and show. That's exactly, she's very funny. And very I want to go. I mean, she's hysterical at the open mics, but she she told me she really lets loose a little differently. And I'm looking forward to seeing that on Friday yeah. night. So it's going to be a good show. I'm going to be up there. She's a little naughty. She's a little nice. Yeah. Yeah. She she <laughs> likes to. Uh, she doesn't really call it. When she was on, she didn't really. You could say naughty. She she hints around. It's innuendo. Yeah, it's, it's innuendo. In what she doesn't say. Yeah, and which is cool. She said that uh, a lot of her comedy idols were like a Lucille Ball. Exactly, and that's what you, she reminds me of. She yeah. reminds me of that that and type. She of, has that look, and she even puts yeah. that kind. Of, she has this one picture on Facebook. I don't know what it was. She kind of dressed like the bounty lady. Yes, exactly. And, yeah. and she could pull off those old-time looks, and she has that beautiful red she hair. She has that, yeah, she has that quality, yeah. Almost like, as She you can said, make the weirdest faces, but still be the prettiest <laughs> one. <laughs> there you go. And it's funny, because we do this afterwards. I post a show on video, and I post the audio. Yeah. And she's like, no, 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 i got to see the video, because I want to see what my faces look like. <laughs> Because she goes, I just make these faces naturally. So I know she does a great job, but yeah. thank God it hasn't. The faces haven't stuck like that. She goes there back go. to her normal, pretty self again. There you so. go. <laughs> so we were talking about some of the other people that uh, you enjoy 
uh, we both talked about by basically uh, twin brother there, Bull. Oh, yeah, I love Bill. Bull. Bull, Bull is, is one of my favorite yes. acts as well. That's why, you know, I hate to mention acts because there's so many out there that I really like, you but, know, but that you are know, out there. What's kind of good about mentioning them is that if you have their respect, and obviously they have yours, oh, all I do. these other people that when they go out and they get guest spots in front of them, they're like, hey, yeah. you know, Bob talks about this guy. Maybe this is a guy's name. Let me pick this guy's Laszlo brain a little bit. Laszlo, who is a great... I think he's a very inventive comic, too. Laszlo, Steve, Steve Yes. Laszlo. Now, Laszlo, I hadn't actually seen him perform until I actually showed up at your bar, right. up, at, up at Snappers. I had only seen... Actually, I had seen him one other time, but he did a quick five minutes for the Uncle Dow tribute. Right. So he, you know, he got to do a little bit of spiel, right. but he didn't get to do his set. So when I right. saw him up there... You know, he did a good 20 or 30 minutes straight, and it was, you know, it was He is hysterical. great to warm up in the audience, but he... Yes. he but see, I, there's a few guys that I can I can use, mm-hmm. and that's what some of these young comics should, should t- attain. Right. Is that I can use them as an MC, I can use them as a feature, I can use them as a headliner. Steve Netta is one of them. Another Chris, great guy. Chris Gorgeous is another one. You can use him in any of those spots, although you have to watch where you put Chris with his energy. Right. And uh, Laszlo is another one. He'll do MC work. He'll do it. And, and they're not proud. You know, they, they're not proud to, you know, to do yeah, the, it's not, MC work because right. in some cases, in some jobs, I, I remember MCs used to get paid more than a headliner sometimes if they were a good MC. There you go. Not at comedy clubs, but in other venues. Right. But if you yeah. can MC at a comedy club, you can take that experience to exactly, other places. Exactly. Exactly. That's you know? the hardest audiences to, to work with. Right. And, it, and it's audience. a great opportunity. Yep. And, and, and yeah, there's, yeah, there's so much. But just listen. Even if guys want to come up to me or any, anybody that's been in the business a while and ask advice, but the, the most important thing is to listen to it and follow yep. it. If someone says, don't do that in your act or use this or change this word, do it. He's not telling you because he's a competitor of yours. Right. He's already made it. <laughs> right. And, you know, I've, I've got a lot of great advice from, uh, from Bull. Yeah. I got some great advice from Steve Eric. Steve uh, Eric was another, another great performer yeah. in this area. Yeah. Um, some people that maybe have not been as successful as those two names, but um, right. oh, Susan Sager. Susan Sager's worked at our club. Yeah. yeah, I mean, she's given me some great advice. Um, why can't I? I can't believe his name is. I feel pick on me, Nolan, because I can't remember somebody's name right now. For what? Just because I bashed you for not remembering somebody's a lo- name. A local comedian. There's so yeah. many local no, no, comedians. I, his name is back in my head. Oh now. no, oh. Nolan Ray. I, yeah. I get it now. No, I, yeah, no. Oh, Nolan, Nolan Ray. Ray. That's what he was saying. That's what he was getting. At. <laughs> oh, Here, let I me mute you. his mic before he continues on. <laughs> Who's got the power now? <laughs> Oh, that's horrible. But actually, Pretty Paul, is that who you're talking about? No. <laughs> Paul, although Pretty Paul is a pretty funny guy, but he's pretty unique. I was actually going to well, say. Well, yeah, you, you got to watch that in your in your career, too. You got to yeah. pick and choose what you want to do because you can be good at some venues and then you'll lose jobs yeah. at others because you can't. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Steve Baird. Oh, Steve Baird's of one of my advice. favorite guys. Yeah. You know, I, I, you know, I get to hang around with him, and he's been on the show, but he'll talk to you. I'm sorry, Steve. I forgot your name. I forgot to mention you before, but he's <laughs> he's probably one of my, my favorite guys because he's so inventive. He can he, he was a, a, a performing magi- uh, magician, performing comedian. Oh, he traveled for many, for like many years. years. Yeah, and he knows the craft. So if Steve gives you advice, you better listen to him yeah. because he knows what he's talking about. Yeah, and there's a couple of 
open micers and people that are doing feature sets that I've started to listen to because I see them doing better. Um, and, and I don't actually get to talk to them often, but if I see Joe Riga out, right. I listen to Joe because in the last, I mean, I'm, all, I'm barely in it for two years, but I've watched over the last two years, I see how much smoother and better Joe has gotten. Um, um, John J. Murray, I like watching John J. Murray, and he's starting to, he puts on his own shows. Okay. Um, I'm actually going to be in a comedy competition that he's doing. I think it's on April 14th. Yeah. So that's going to be a pretty cool thing for me. I don't do, I've only done one other competition. Okay. But, you know, I like the fact that he books shows, he does comedy, he's religiously out at open mic, something that unfortunately I don't get the opportunity to do, which kind of hampers my phone call. Oh, we got another phone call coming in. Who do we got online? Oh, uh, hi, this is David Weingarten. Hey, David, how are you? Good, how are you? Not too bad. You calling in with a question for Bob or for me? I know we just started, uh, we just became friends on Facebook yesterday or today, right? It was, I think, yesterday, and that was a, it was a great day for me, so I'm glad to, <laughs> to be part of the exclusive group. There you go. Let's be frank. Let's be frank. Do, do you know Bob or what's going on? No, I, I saw I saw on the um, on Facebook that the Bob you uh, you're affiliated with Snappers. Yes, yes, I am. I haven't been there yet, but I've heard really good things about the club. Well, please feel Calling free you guys to come around. Uh, we've been. That's why I say it's the best kept secret in the area. We've been in business for about five years now. So <laughs> fantastic, fantastic! I'll have to check it out. It's uh, is that over in the Palm Harbor area? Yes, it's right uh, on 19 between Alderman and Klosterman. Fantastic. Well, yeah, well, stop by and introduce yourself. I'll be happy to meet you. Yeah, definitely. Well, uh, David, I, I don't have a whole lot to talk about. I was actually calling to, to plug the uh, comedy show uh, April 6th, so I don't want to take up your airtime with that. But uh, What comedy show for, are you talking about on April 6th? The comedy show is uh, at uh, Crowbar in Ybor City. Okay. They, uh, they're, no, they're known as a great place for live music, mm-hmm. but they're actually branching out and doing some comedy, so... We got uh, six of the best young comics in the Tampa area to kick it off. Give it a little shout-out, because I know we already talked about one or two of those people tonight. Hey, David, go ahead and just yeah. read, your, read your promo for us. We'll go ahead and record it now. Go ahead. Absolutely. Um, Wait, you gotta, we, we, always got, do a count, uh, we always do a countdown on things like this. Three, two, one. All right. So uh, next Friday night at uh, Crowbar in Ybor City, they're known as a great venue for live music. They're starting to do some comedy. So we got six of the best young comics in the Tampa area to come kick it off. We have the talented and clever J.B. Ball. We have Joe Riga, who's a regular performer at the Tampa Improv. We've got the very funny John Jacobs and Mona Cherizio. We've also got Matt Fernandez, who's won a bunch of comedy competitions in the area and is a local favorite. We've got Law Smith, who's performed throughout the country. If you haven't seen this guy, he's hilarious. They're a $2 PBR, $4 stoli. Not selling tickets, but uh, we do encourage a $5 donation to the SPCA. It's a great cost. And basically, it's, it's going to be fantastic. If you come out next Friday and laugh with us, I guarantee you will laugh your ass off. So as long as you don't mind being assless, just for the night, and there's a chance, a slim chance, you might end up rolling around on the floor laughing which is going to be tough without an ass, but fun. Lots of fun. So laugh with us at Crowbar next Friday. All right. That is great. All right. 
So now, go ahead, Bob. You want to say something? Oh, no, go ahead. I was going to say, next time you book a show, you need to to call Bob up at Snappers and see what you can do for a Thursday night. And you never even know. Sometimes there's even a Sunday available. But you got to keep Snappers in mind for some of these events you're booking. Yeah. Absolutely. Because we'll do door door deals with you. So There you go, a door deal. (laughs) Cool. That means so you they, get they sell means, doors. It's really cool. You I get paid in doors. I used to go door to door selling doors. You realize? And <laughs> when I got to one, I didn't hear a knock. I knew I had a potential customer. There you go. <laughs> <It ends> up, <laughs> I like that. It ends up being a problem because they don't include the eye hole. So, yeah, so I just dish all my. I'd get rid of them all. All right. Well, Dave, well, well, go ahead. Thanks, guys. Thank you for calling in and plugging your show. Um, Absolutely. Let us know. You know, go on to our iTunes, go to Comedy Slam. You can listen to all the other shows that are on the station. Make comments and let everybody know what you're thinking. Um, okay. You're part of the family now, so feel free to you know talk in the group on Facebook or if you want to call in or ask questions or shoot me emails. We're always happy to hear from you guys. Great. Thanks so much. And if you guys aren't doing anything next Friday, we'll see you at uh, Crowbar. There you go. The first beer's on you, right? Uh, why not? There you go. <laughs> hey, David, David, if we're not, uh, I don't know if we have an event or not next Friday, but if you want us to live broadcast from there um, and your team wants us to, I would be more than willing to. Okay, yeah, let me talk to him. Uh, who was that? Uh, this is Nolan. Okay, Nolan, let me talk to him and see, uh, but I'll get back to you either way. All right, buddy. Thanks a lot. All right, thanks, guys. Have a good day. Hey, Take can I, I want to ask a question to Bob. Go ahead. Because we're, because a lot of comics, uh, local comics, listen to Dave's show, and uh, yes. it's Comics Around the Nation. Bob, in your experience, yes, can you explain the importance of camaraderie and networking with other comics besides oh, yeah. just seeking advice? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, they're gonna sometimes your 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 local comics, uh, if you befriend them, will get you in your next gig. Yeah, I yeah, mean, I um, I've had that work for me many many times. As I said, I, I I used to get a lot of jobs from other comics recommending me when it's upstate New York. And uh, they used to book me out with um, a lot of other, uh, you know, tour, actually tour, national touring comics coming through that needed a good opener because they didn't have one. So they, they would recommend me if they didn't, you know. So right. you're on a somebody's list. So if you get on a lot of the other comics' lists, especially if they can't do the job, they'll recommend you if you're good enough and they like you enough, respect you enough. You get a lot of your gigs from other comics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, hear, I hear a lot of comics saying, oh, I won't work with that guy, or I don't talk to that guy, or I don't do this. You know, that's what I'm sa- I said yeah. before. Most of the complaints and stuff about with, with comics among different comics, you have to support each other. If you're not supporting each other, and most of the time the people who are not supporting the other comics are the ones who are, who are not getting the jobs and who are not, you know, right. there's, there's some little the bitterness in, in their, their souls there. So, but... But yeah, if you come around and know that you can, you help one guy and he'll help you. And er, there's enough business out there for everybody. And I'm not talking about the comedy clubs. I mean, when I started, I was doing uh, rooms. I was doing halls. I was doing uh, gymnasiums. I was doing, you know, it's well, like it, it, so there's, there's shows to, being put on right. everywhere. Fairs. Um, well, look at Dave. Dave just went. and He's doing the show involved with the SPCA, or he, people exactly. Can Everybody's looking to do shows yes. to promote their thing and do the shows without any pay because that's going to give you a lot of experience and that that may give you uh, some contacts of people that see you and they want you. That's how some of these and tying it to a charity, yeah, is phenomenal because it the is. charity knows. You, your name gets out. I used to do a lot, of, you know, Special Olympics. I was doing, and those, I'll tell you, the you were a best. Participant? The pit- <laughs> <laughs> you did a lot. You did a lot. <laughs> you played, you played I'm going to tell basketball. you, 
Those kids are the best audiences in the world. I'll tell you, I was I never had such a great reception from an audience until I did Special Olympics. And it you was did, a did wonderful. Did you do your magic for them? I did. It was so funny. Yeah, it was it was hilarious. I had a ball with it too. So Good. yeah, do charity events. You'll find out you get a lot of gratification from that, and you'll get uh, you'll actually get some jobs from the, some of those too. I actually well. had my biggest audience was uh, at a charity event. No one was there. And a couple other comics, Maureen Sullivan, um, how Ace Williams was there. And it was about 580, almost 600 people. <laughs> and it was for Alzheimer's. Here I am forgetting people's name on a, <laughs> <laughs> on a show about Alzheimer's. We'll have a charity event for him now. There you go. Well, Dave needs charity. Dave yeah. needs charity. I'll take a, I don't know, a, a Diet Coke or a Diet Plan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> rent paid. It'll be official tomorrow. It was, I, Dave knows a little bit about this, and I'll tell you just because I want all the listeners to hear it. Uh, starting tomorrow, we're opening a 501c nonprofit to raise money for foster children and trying to better their lives. Okay. So we're, um, Good charity. Yeah, for cha- it's going to be a charity um, event. Uh, well, it's just going to be a, an ongoing thing. And our master company is called Entertainment Global Media. Okay. And we have rock and cotton. So all these musicians and these comedians, whoever wants to get on board, will have an opportunity to work with foster children and get them out of their environment and uh, try to create a creative outlet but not be introduced to drugs, like a drug-free kind of environment to the arts. And so that's I have, what we're so gonna I have to leave my drugs at home if I want so to be no, no drinking okay. involved? In Absolutely. No well, as long as, you know. As <laughs> <laughs> L- long as you hide it in a sippy cup. Yeah. I know. It just remind me of an old joke. He says, I do a lot of work with unwed mothers. I give a lot of them their start. <laughs> <laughs> nice. nice. That's to end the show, I guess. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> well, listen, Bob, I want to thank you very much for calling in tonight. It was a great show. I enjoyed myself. It was great. Nolan, thank you for putting in your two bits here and there. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for texting me. That was no <laughs> problem. <laughs> Go ahead and explain that text. <laughs> okay. You want me to explain the sure. text? All right. Was oh, that what you were doing here? You were texting yeah, because him? Nolan's supposed to be in the room. And, you know. I've been here for six I, hours. I've been I, here for six hours. Right. But I'm, I'm a technical dummy. So mm-hmm. I don't know that if Nolan walks away, I'm like, well, damn it. If somebody's calling in, how's he know? Was but he on autopilot? Yeah. It's not <laughs> autopilot, but you know what? He's like, listen, Dave, you want, can I read the text for Yeah, Dave? go ahead. Go All ahead. right. Now, me, me and Nolan, have, I don't want to say a special relationship, but he can speak to me frankly, and I'll speak to him frankly back. Let's be frank. That's there the, you go. Let's be frank show. So, sure, now my friend, what, what kind of phone is this? It won't let me get my damn... Not an iPhone. My, it's all no. <laughs> I had trouble like that today. What Man, happened? You, did you jinx me? No, Nolan, no I had trouble like that. Give me your phone so I can read it from you. Oh. You're useless. You could walk around the station and do multiple things. Here we go. You ready? I'll read it. Okay. Read what I texted you first. Go oh, ahead. Well, I'm going to read the entire text. And uh, please, everyone notice that the iPhone operated perfectly, flawlessly. When my Android did not. Yeah, absolutely. So. Well, we don't make the big bucks that you do. No, this is the iPhone 3G. It's, three, <laughs> it's two and a half generations ago. So anyways, um, I, I left the room, and you know, Dave texted me uh, a few minutes later. He goes, uh, if you're not in the room, how are, we sp- how are we supposed to know if calls are waiting? And I said, I can patch them through from my phone. I will walk there. Don't tell me how to do my job. I'm shitting. Because I was in the bathroom. Oh, well, thank you for sharing. <laughs> and then he yeah. goes, laugh my ass off. And I simply wrote, laugh my poop out. So it's just I don't even have a comment for that. It's the the relationship that Dave and I have together. (laughs) 
There you go. What a way to end the show. Yeah, leave me alone. I'm taking a crap. Great. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, maybe some people think my whole show is crap. I don't know. Nobody thinks ill of your show. I don't no. think so. Well, somebody might. I don't know. I don't really care. I do it for That's me. That's right. I do it for me. I, I do, do it for because the, we love it. I do That's it because right. I know a lot of young comedians listen to the show. Not that I'm not a young comedian. I'm a. Yeah. You know, I'm, it, I'm, it, a, in a perfect example of that, and you know me, I'm a big supporter of Purdy Paul. Yeah. There are clubs that won't that won't book Purdy Paul parties. Exactly, and that doesn't mean he's not funny. He's yeah, very funny, he's very, but he lo- he doesn't do it, and I, everybody knows he. He loves what he does. Money or not, he loves what he does. And exactly. And, got, and the young comedians have to understand that. If they pick a certain way of, of comic that they chose to do, it may not be appropriate for a lot of clubs. So they may be cutting their, their revenue. So, yeah. But well, if well, you enjoy doing it and that's what you want to do, go for it. And you haven't seen me at Snappers. I mean, you let me MC there a couple of times. I, just because I've right. gotten so dirty now in my comedy, I already know not to even ask you. Because oh, have you I been lo- to, gotten dirty? Oh, why? Well, I I, tour, I do. I've done three, four shows with Paul now. So oh, he, he so wear, it's kind of rubbed off. He's yeah. Next thing I know, I'll be wearing a green jumpsuit. So <laughs> I mean, it's really rubbed off. Just, just because that's the kind of comedy I want to do. You know, I feel better about it. Um, I, I and that's that that's I, the message. Be comfortable with what you're doing, and absolutely. if you want to do it. But if you don't want to wind up destined behind a mic like Nolan, helping other people achieve their dreams, but no, I love this. I I love doing radio. I love I love helping you. I love not even just comedians, the musicians. You saw the musicians I were in here before. I mean, anybody. That's you enjoy doing what you're doing, and I love it. That's it. And I get to see my daughter every day, and I get to work all night. I mean, there's no for me. There's no better job in the world. You know. You see, so you found your niche there, and and you're making it grow. Yeah, that's good. I could think of a couple of better jobs. Well, porn star, but they're well, not ready for me. Well, <laughs> it has to be an individual choice, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if there's anybody out there you know, looking to see Fat Davey in porn, but I, I guess I would accept the position. Hey, oh, the Wow. <laughs> Comedy slam. <laughs> Fat Davey slam pornography.com. <laughs> Maybe I can get... No, you guys do some I, this shows. Like, yeah, we do. We actually have one coming up soon. Maybe so. we can get, I like, hate those shows. I hate those here's shows. A, here's a visual for everybody. We could just put Fat Davy and the, the girl together, and we could just take the sound, the audio from it, and then call it Fat Davy Slam Radio, because then you could just hear them just making the love. The I was sweet. thinking more like You know, Fat it's Davey. a benefit to being Fat Davy's size. You realize that? Because two women can actually make love to him and never meet. <laughs> so I can have a wife and a girlfriend at the same time. That's messed up, man. That's that's harsh. That earned me a guest spot, baby, right yes, there. That does. joke. You already had it before you got. I want to know. Show, I want to know how you would introduce him. Now, what? You got to introduce in, me as Fat Davey. Introduce him. Whatever like he wants me to introduce. This him. next guy, he can actually make two make have love to two chicks without ever. Fat Davey is so big. <laughs> We had we had to resupport the foundation of the stage, man. That's messed up. Uh, so um, I don't know. Can we waste any more Nolan's time before he gets to go? Oh no, to I'm stuck family? here anyway. What are you going to sleep on the floor what? tonight? Um, I, I, we we're not into anybody other show, right? Um, well, we, there is normally a show after it. We should um, tell people that so that there's they don't normally a show it. by JT Byrne, and this is the closest he's ever going to be mentioned on my show. And he just texted me, so I know he's listening. Um, he has a show, but he was sick tonight, and it's a shame. Oh, okay. he, he got the flu, and he was supposed to interview Dr. Dirty John Valby tonight. Oh, really? But he's going to do that show next week. See, that's another example. He has a great show, and it's, you know, I mean, Dr. Dirty. 
Yes. But he can only do certain, you know, certain venues and, and right. certain things, you know. And so. I was leading to that where if you don't want to wind up like Nolan getting to do a dirty show with Paul, you have to be able to work clean and then you can get dirty later. And that, I've been taught that a lot of times. You can work both ways. You can work both, yeah. yeah. But if you start off dirty, it's a lot harder to you can be, be able to do clean. <laughs> <laughs> comedy by... By uh, comedy. By comedy. By there comedy. you go. But it's a lot easier to get gigs when you work clean because you, you can add all the swears you want to dirty it up. Yeah. But it's it's a lot harder to clean up jokes. And Yeah, and don't use the, the swear words every other sentence. You know, I want to ask you about this too, Bob. Um, oh. And we have time, right? We have a little bit of time. You're, you're not getting tired on us, are uh, you? I, I'll be here. Yeah, don't worry. Um, so you might have to feed me some cookies or something to keep I my wonder, I was up. talking to Pretty Paul about this the other day, and he's been doing comedy a long time now. Exactly. Because after our show, we had uh, we were, we were went to some bar out in Hudson. It's called Kickin' Wing, not some bar. I apologize. It's called Kickin' Wing. It's a very awesome club. Okay. Uh, they usually do music there, but they're starting to do um, a monthly comedy shows. And okay. Comedy Slam Radio is starting to book a lot of comedy shows in the local area at a bunch at Pasco, Pinellas, Hillsboro. Okay. That's where your next show is. Your uh, with, the ginger show is at the, the ginger same show place. is at the Kickin' Wing, and that's okay. um, that's April twenty first. Well, once again, Sharon Nolan is the headliner. Okay, uh, Alyssa Bissonette as the feature. Sorry, um, Tim Murphy, Tim Murphy as the MC, yep. right, and David Flick as the guest. That's okay. gonna be awesome. Now, but didn't you say that bar isn't interested in anybody that can't be dirty? Yeah, they do not want uh, the bar owner came up after the show, and he goes, "That was a great show. It was wonderful." I think he was only allowed to have like 110 people. We had like 169 show up, and he goes, "Don't even dare bringing a clean comic here. I don't want him." Well, he, yeah, some audiences yeah. just want dirty comics, and that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. So, but there's was, a need for everything. I was getting to a point, but as you see, it's getting late, and I was the. the Go ahead. Of, what's your point? No, I don't remember anymore because you're so oh, easily Paul, Paul, distracted. That's right. Pretty so, Paul Parsons yeah, gave Paul you some advice. Me, yeah. I was asking Paul, I was like, when does the advice ever, because you'll get people who never have never been on stage who, who don't, you know, because me, I embrace everybody. Anybody who comes, you know, wants to be part of this station or wants to be on, even if, you know, I don't necessarily agree with their personality, I support them. I'll support them always because they've been on the stage with me, and that's part of my camaraderie and my support sure, system. Sure. I, I mean, even if they've only been up once and they never plan on going again, mm-hmm. I, I respect them because they've experienced something that no one else has experienced. Right. But these guys will come up to you that have never been on stage, and they'll give you advice. Hey, if you, if you quit cussing, you know you'll get further. Yeah, I've heard this 10,000 times, you know. So I asked Paul, when does that ever quit? And he's been doing comedy a long time. He goes, it never quits. I still have people come up to me that have never done comedy in their life, and they give me advice. Right. Know? So it, have you, I mean, do you still experience stuff like that? Do people come up to you and still uh, whatever? Well, you do what you do, you yeah. know, and, and you can't change. And as I said, um, in any, any industry, whether it's magic, whether it's comedy, um, people will say, well, I wouldn't do that or I wouldn't do, you know. Cause, but you're not performing for comedians. You're performing for audiences, and you got to do what you got to do. And, um, and if it works for you, all the best to you. I wouldn't take any advice from anybody who hasn't done comedy for a long time, but I would take advice from somebody who has been doing comedy more more than I have, and I respect. And that's where you that's where you learn, you know. Right. And maybe it will work, you know. Try right. it once and see what happens. But if you respect the person that's giving you the advice, then that that then at least try it once. Now, when when that guy Dave called in, yes, um, he mentioned one of the. One of the open micers, feature acts, and somebody who's really moving along. Right. And that's J.B. Ball. I love J.B. Ball. He is. He, I forgot all about him. because, But, in fact, uh, if you're out there, give me a call, J.B., and be sure I got your number. Because, there you uh, go. 
He actually is is a guy that I have seen before, and he mm-hmm. and I know he's he's going to yeah, do well. He's really really good. Comic. Yeah, I do I, I like, like JB Ball. I like him because he's yeah. smooth. He's smooth on stage, you know, and I like him a lot. And you have a good personality on stage, yeah, and absolutely. that's very important. Likeable. I don't care how funny you are if you're likable on stage and right. the audience likes you. And that's ninety percent of the job. I've spoken to a couple of people who have gone to writing sessions with him. Mm-hmm. Writing, from what I understand, if you sit down to write with J.B. Ball, you better have hours. Yeah. This guy can sit down and write and write and write. I think he was actually writing jokes for other people before he decided to do comedy himself. Right. But he's he's always got something new. He's always very smooth at the open mics. He's always trying something new, right. which is something I don't necessarily – I'm just starting to try more new, new right. things, but – he, he's he's a very good comic, very smooth. Right. Uh, I like watching him on stage. Mm-hmm. I listen to him when he talks. He is. I he's mean, exa- He's very good. Mm-hmm. I like him a lot. I mean, he's up and coming, definitely. <clears throat> Who is who's some of the people that people can expect to see at Snappers over the next couple of weeks? If they're either listening to come pay oh, to see a show, boy. You have to ask let's me put that. you on the spot. We know who Neckla. We know this weekend. Yeah, I don't have the schedule in front of me. And unfortunately, I don't kind of put these stuff to memory. (laughs) So so you're saying if I go to... If I go to the website, it's all up on there? Oh, it should be. Yeah, it should be for the next uh, month or so. I know I'm performing with the Disgruntled Clown coming up um, on the 20th and 21st of April. So if, you wanna come, if you're want to, if afraid of clowns, don't come and see the Disgruntled Clown because you <laughs> scare the shit out of you. Well, let's get a plug in here. I'm going to pull up Snapper's website. Yeah, because I'm not letting. Well, we we've got um, actually next week um, we have uh, Alan Prophet coming um, on. I guess it's Easter weekend with Candy Stripe. She'll be there. Candy Stripe and Alan Prophet will be there um, the week after next. <clears throat> nice. And Here we uh, have. You know what's fun, what's really good? The damn sushi. Uh, we ha- we got a you know the, damn the, good sushi the food at uh, at at Snappers we have so eclectic we've got the barbecue outside we've got but we I think and I'm not a sushi connoisseur but I hear it from people who do know their sushi and he does such a great job and he is a, a great sushi chef and. Uh, it probably you wouldn't think of going to Snappers for sushi, but we have probably one of the best uh, sushi chefs in the area at uh, Snappers. So yeah, I was me and some our barbecue is is great too. I I, lo- I eat a barbecue and it's great. But uh, all right, so here's your March. So this is you're reminding me now. There you go. You're reminding me now. Um, let's see, what do we have there? This is the beginning uh, of yeah. March. Yep, there we go. An hour going to the, the thing, but we had. Um, so here's this weekend right here. Well, right. We just went past us. Where are we at now? Oh, there we yeah, go. Yeah, we got to go to the 30th and the 31st. Yep. Mike McCarthy is there. Um, and uh, we have Nick Cantone is going to be the feature act. And so uh, I said in April, the first week in April, we've got um, Alan Prophet, who is um, – who is a, um, a comic from the uh, the 70s or 80s, but he is still very funny. The um, He still does a lot of uh, great comedy. Our audiences love him. Um, and who else? Alan Prophet. Candy Stripe is going to be there. And Candy brings a lot of people from the 911 Center. Travis Howes. Hey, we had and Travis last week. And Chris Matson. That's, that's right. I said. Travis Howes will be in the, in the Comedy Slam Radio Studios the day, the night before. Okay, you got a hold of him? Or yeah, he got, he got, a hold yeah, of he got a hold of me. And he, he was here last time, right? Yeah, he, came he did, through. Yeah, it was he did awesome Comics interview. Corner. He yeah. did Comics Corner, which I'm going to be bringing it back, but it's going to be called the Nolan Ray Variety Show. 
I'm scared to see what you do on that. Do Only because I have to. I you need have a juggler. I got well. I got a mu- I got Plate musicians spinner? and <laughs> magicians that deep throat balloons. Oh, let's not get into that. Hey, we talked. Don't about give away Steve, my act. We talked about Steve Netta, Steve Netta. and Steve Baird. You're going to have them both well, on the same night. We may um, we may have to change that schedule because I just had Steve Netta feature uh, headline. Oh yeah. Um, so I have to I have to work with that show a little bit. So. All right. But, um, yeah, I'm going to be there um, with the Disgruntled Clown All right. on the April 21st and 22nd, 20th and 21st, 2021. So. Cool. should be a fun show. So, again, everybody start coming out to Snappers on Friday night. Yes. Get your free comedy school on. It's like yes. your comedy class. Yes. If you're interested in booking some shows, keep Snappers in mind. Yes. Is there Should they call Snappers directly to ask for you? Um, actually, um, leave a message there and leave their number because a lot of times, um, I won't be at the, at the club and it's always hard when somebody calls me at, uh, Friday, you know, five minutes before the show starts uh, right? because they know I'm there on Friday and Saturday. But if they're really serious about coming and, and doing what you're talking about, booking a show there or booking a show or if they want to, if they the per, don't feel the best thing to do is to, it, well, if you can come out and see me, introduce yourself and, um, and, and let me meet you at least, mm-hmm. you know, and then we can talk about other, other things in the future. But, um, the best thing to do is call snappers and I don't have their number right now, but, um, if you can, if you can leave your name and number and I will, I will promise to get back to you at 727-938-2027. That's 727-938-2027. Call in and ask for Bob, the ladies man. That's how he's known. The ladies man. And see, I didn't even know he told me tonight that that's my, that's my moniker, I guess. There you go. Cause every time I tell a lady that Bob's going to be on the show or I talk about Bob, they have nothing. Oh, Bob is the greatest guy. He takes me out to shows. Even Alyssa Bissonette. She is taking her to shows. Yeah. 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 You're you're Mac and the ladies, man. What's going on? But I noticed how I picked the very pretty ladies. Of course. Yeah. And I know your friend uh, Kim. Kim, yes, I met her a few she times. She is a big supporter of the of the comic Comedy community in general. here. Yes. Yeah, and and you got to give credit to some, the the people out there who support the local comics and go to their shows and see them. And Kim is uh, an example of that. Right. She she does a great job in supporting the local comics and gives them support. And, right. Yeah. And I want to give another. We're going we're going late, but I want to give another shout out to Ruth Eckert Hall and Katie. Katie. Uh, Supplied me with some, not only helped me with achieving getting Martin Short on the show sure. a couple weeks ago. Yeah, She supplied me with some beautiful tickets to go see Martin Short with some friends. I know you're going to be coming with me. Yeah, and, that'll uh, be great. I'm we're gonna looking have forward to it. And, and I picked out a beautiful blonde to see, help me need, look better. You see, you need that. Yeah, because there's yeah. a trick as a fat guy to dating. What is that? You surround yourself by beautiful women. Anytime you've got to make friends with all the hottest girls you can. Because even right. if you're not going to get the little chance for a little, you know, woo yeah. Right. All the other girls in the area see you hanging out with all the hottest girls. And they're like, what's going on with that guy? It creates yeah. interest. It's that cool guy with all the beautiful girls around him. That's right. Yeah. Then, then they get the chance to date me and they find out I'm like a... <laughs> I don't Two think that's, <laughs> I don't think that's the case. But well, let's go with the first thing you said. I think uh, that's the that's the impression we want to give. <laughs> so, what else do you want to share with the comedy audience 
about you know is there any last advice or anything that you want to share there's uh, i mean there's there's you can probably have three or four hours on advice to to comics but um as i said just just get out there go to open mics if you want to be a comic get as much ex- you know exp- you know talk to some of the people that are actually performing and doing work and get their advice and and learn from that but uh, actually f- vision view comics Get comedy CDs, you know, watch them, see how they, they perform, and, and don't, don't as much listen to the, the comedy as how they act, how they move, how they use the microphone, how they, how they get the audience reaction. Because sometimes it's not the, the tagline that gets them, it's their expression or it's their movement or, you know, something they do on stage. And, and if that fits you, you know, don't try to copy comics, but from their styles like I when I perform I look at myself as a cross between Jack Benny and Johnny Carson because I I, I admired those two comics when I was you know growing up and in, in the comedy business so there you go you'll see me doing some takes and you know like Jack Benny used to do and you'll see me standing on stage sometimes like Johnny and delivering smooth lines and stuff so it's it's you know you, you try to look and see what matches you and what fits you and, and you go with it cool cool yeah well, listen, I want to, again, thank you for coming on. We're going to actually go ahead and finally end this show. It's been a nice long show tonight. An hour and a half. It's an hour and a half. I want to thank everybody that stayed in and tuned in the whole time. You're welcome. You're welcome. What? For, oh, you have to stay and tune oh, in. Oh, I want to go use the bathroom again. Uh, apparently. Can See, you, it's all, can it, you it, end we, the show from the bathroom, too? Mr. I probably could. You probably could, yeah. I call, I, call it, I call it the big show. You know what? The iPhone has ruined the world, and I and, and I have a new bit. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. you know? <laughs> it just what? takes the show and just brings it right down to the gutter. No, nothing. He's talking about going to the bathroom. And, yeah, and, and we're going to end the show. We want to leave on a high note here. Oh. Well, this isn't going to be that high. Um, the iPhone. I can piss up to my nipple if I try to pee. Oh. <laughs> oh, you're gross. Why do we even give him a microphone? I don't know. We should take it away from him. But since he brought up the iPhone... <laughs> Steve Jobs on the new iPhone, I hear, the, the next one that comes, the iPhone 762, yeah. instead of having the Apple on the back, you're going to have Steve Jobs' ass, and you're going to have to stick your finger in his <laughs> asshole to turn the phone on. <laughs> Even dead, he's developing new phones. Isn't there that amazing? It's, a, it's amazing. Well, everybody, because they said, oh, they're going to take the Apple away, and they're going to they're going to use the image of his face. Are they? Instead. Well, there was rumors, no, and somebody designed no, it. Screw no that. Way. Stick yeah. his asshole out there and let people turn the power on. Just stick your <laughs> finger in his ass. <laughs> Fuck you for fucking everybody over. Wow. And, well, I mean, I love Steve Jobs. I wouldn't uh-huh. have any porn on my phone if it wasn't for Steve Jobs. Hey, I never thought of it that way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. The evolution of the... Of the evolution. <laughs> Listen, if fat men didn't want to have porn on the go, there would be no smartphone. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Well, Those I'm, fat, I'm, lazy I'm bastards. Fat, and, and I want porn on the go. But there was a fat, lazy man in in Canada that created BlackBerry first. It started the, the Is porn that who revolution. did it? Well, that was really the first smartphone. Really? BlackBerry. Right. Yeah, so, yes, it was. Yeah. So you had to take that little two-inch porn revolution with you everywhere you went. Yeah. And then they came out with the iPhone. And now you got the Android, and you get a four- or five-inch screen. It's right. like a little and the pro- iPads came in. And yeah. It's like a personal movie theater or porn shop every time you sit down in a bathroom stall. It's horrible. You know, we, I, I, you know, I've been sitting here thinking, and we can end the show on this if you want. 
we're going to, as you know, we've been picked up by uh, CompUSA and Sam Ash, and we're going to be revamping our entire studio. So we should have, like, a, a studio launch party. What do you guys think? Just a variety show of people coming in, and we should do that. What do you think? Sounds good to me. Good. Me too. Do I get paid for that? Do sure. I get paid for that? Sure, of course you do. All right. You're a fucking liar. <laughs> On that, <laughs> thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the Let's Be Frank show with Bob and Nolan. Yeah, Bob and, and, and Nolan. And Dave. And Dave. Thank you for tuning in. Oh, and your call-in. You had some call-ins. Yeah, we had some call-ins. Yes, we did. We yeah. had, Me, we had Steve, Dave, Middleman. Steve Middleman. Steve Middleman, who plugged in. in the new <laughs> get, get Your Jokes book. Get Jokes. What is it? Get Books. Get Got Jokes? No. <laughs> That's something else. My Joke Book USA.com. My Joke Book USA.com. And if I have it wrong, I'm sorry. It's a brilliant idea. I think yeah. it's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. It is. And, and what, I, is, what is the cost of that? Or is that telling on the. Well. Because you buy them books. It, it depends on put. how much, how many of the books you buy. I looked at the smallest one. If okay. you wanted to, you got 10 or 20 books for 25, for 125 bucks, I think you got 20 books. So it, it came down to like a five dollar cost per book, which you sell for ten bucks. So you oh, have I the opportunity you. to make some. Profit. But they put the printing in the book and, and right. all that good stuff, and they put your picture in it, and they your, put your picture. And I actually sent and all your contact information. Your contact, and if you have two or three pages worth of jokes, which I don't. But what I said to him is, why does it have to be? Well, not it doesn't have to be his comedians, and it doesn't. So let's say the Tampa Bay area community wanted to get together. And 25 comics wanted to invest their time and a little bit of their money. They could all have a book made up of all the people in Tampa Bay. But when they hand it out, it's their book is personalized with them on the cover. You know, your sayings and your jokes. But the rest of the book is filled with other people's jokes from the Tampa Bay area. Oh, I see. So you could do that or you could be bundled in with other people that have decided to do it. But I think it's a great opportunity if... You know, there's plenty of a group of 20 people or 25 people. If they all want to do it, you have, you know, it's a way for people yeah, to make money. Yeah, all those people to get the 100 books with every, with each one has, uh, each one has right. the pictures on 25 books, but right. everybody else is in there. So there you can, yeah. yeah, it's a good networking thing. Yeah. It is. And, it, and it's actually geared for comics to sell at their shows. That's what it's all about. It's not, right. it's not the comedy joke book that you're going to go buy in the store. Right. Right. So it's a cool opportunity. Yeah. Hopefully Steve will break away from the poker game to tell us more about it next time. Maybe next time he will have more time. And, and He's a funny gonna, guy, too. And so. we are going to call uh, L.A. Hardy tomorrow and bust his chops because he must have been on some pain meds. Unless he, call unless he called. Did, did L.A. Hardy call or not? L.A. Hardy did not call. I mean, you know, we're going. Over. I could just call him. Well, no, was, he might no. be. You know, he yeah. might be in pain. Sleeping. He, may, he may be taking. You might. Some. Have, you might have missed his oh, call when right. you were on the poop patrol. That's right. Yes, I have to book no. him. <laughs> I have to book him quickly if I want to get some of his pain medication. Is that what you're saying? You <laughs> well, he went from Delorean on the drip I, two weeks ago. I can't tell you how many how many times I worked up at the club in Syracuse and I had like an outpatient procedure and I got pain medication which I didn't need and and all the comics kind of knew. It. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, was, I was like a drug distributor. There you go. <laughs> hey. But if you don't take any money for it, then that's that's okay. There you go. <laughs> I just need I just need enough to cover the cost of gas and the prescription. That <laughs> should be about three hundred and twenty five dollars. I drive a Hummer. Oh God. All right, guys. Thank you very much. We're ending the show again for like the seven hundredth and twentieth yeah, time. Is, yeah, it's going to be a two-hour show. There you go. Hour. I'm not paying any extra for the extra hour. I'm just stealing JT Burn stuff. It's all right. Next time he calls out sick, I'm going to steal his interview, that bastard. 
Yeah, I mean, that's what he should have done, JT Byrne. No, actually, I, I think what he did was smarter on his part. Although, I almost did do his interview for him when, oh, yeah. he, when he first had to leave town, uh, like he always mysteriously has to do. Always something always happens he's a, he's, to that I guy. I mean, I'm not, I'm not here nor there, and this is, you know, I, I'm pretty sure he's a, he has another family somewhere. I mean, he's got like 10 kids all around the country. <laughs> he, he, he's got to. You know, every, he's got ladies all the time all over him. I don't know how he does it. I mean, I don't know. I think he's Are you kidding me? He, he really does? does. He's always got ladies calling in, and they're always, you know, naked on his iPad, and he's got tons of naked ladies on his I don't know. They yeah, love him. You know, they love him. Oh, oh, oh. They're not surrounding him personally. No, no. yeah. Sometimes he comes in with them. Yeah, sometimes yeah, he brings them in. Yeah. I, I mean, they're all blind and they're you know they don't have any, they don't have any feeling <laughs> at all. <laughs> and they're seeing eye dog is humping his leg. Yeah, some of them right. are corpses that have been rotting for about two or three weeks. But, <laughs> but they were pretty damn corpses before they. <laughs> <laughs> I think one was pretty. You pop- must have been pretty good when you were in a corpse. Yeah, it <laughs> <laughs> so must have been hot. I think one was pretty Paul Parsons. You drove it on accident. <laughs> You know what's funny? I think we've said, I think I think we've said pretty Paul Parsons' name more than anybody else's name on the show tonight. He has some name. some funny stuff. Right. I, I, I'm gonna I start, just laugh at. I'm some gonna start of this. I just charging think of his Paul a dollar people. every single time his name gets brought up on my show. I'm gonna charge him a dollar because it's, it's always getting brought up. Well, once our website gets up totally up, there's gonna be a button that says "Do not click here," yeah. and we're gonna, you're gonna click it. And it's gonna bring you to the pretty Paul Parsons project. So, and that's just he also has a project. Yeah, it's a pretty uh, basically. <laughs> it's it's leading up to his um, embalming. Is, you it know? A, is it a project in the bad part of town? Yeah. Or <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, guys. Thank you very much. Have a good night. Mm. This has been the Let's Be Frank show, not the Pretty Paul Parsons show. Yes, we we want to make that clear. Let's be frank on Comedy Slam Radio. Stay funny, and we'll speak to you next week when we have Ben Morrison in the studio. Wow. What was that? I'll tell you what that was. That was another fine show from ComedySlamRadio.com, where we put the .com in 